boat is fantastic and and often you know there might be a lot of equipment needed but with this you just need you just need a ball and it can be played almost anywhere by almost anyone and it's just a fantastic tool of, of bringing people together you're listening to the better stories podcast with sam lloyd taking inspiration from our communities and people Hello and a very warm welcome to the latest Better Stories podcast and I'm really looking forward to this week's guest as I'm delighted to be joined by Ben Sadler, CEO Alive and Kicking. Ben, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Thank you for having me. Excited to talk about AK. It's great to have you on board and having a chat in our very special podcast. So. Let's start, shall we, with Alive and Kicking. So firstly, tell me what it's all about. Sure, yeah. Um, so basically, we, we exist to create a, a happier, healthier and more accessible society. And we do that by, by manufacturing, by producing a sports ball like no other. I think it probably sounds a bit of a strange thing, really. How, how can manufacturing a sports ball you know, translate to giving people access? Um, but basically, we are, we're, we're a not-for-profit ball manufacturer. We've been making balls for about 17 years. And we do that for, for three reasons. So one is we, through the kind of production of balls, we're able to create access to jobs for people from vulnerable job groups. So people who have never had any kind of formal work, people who perhaps haven't been through schooling. Um, and we're able to um, offer them that access to employment. And then by doing that, what's what's great is... They're then able to access education for themselves and their families. They're able to access um, housing. They're able to access um, healthcare and things like that. Um, and then secondly, we actually we use our, our partnerships and basically income from ball sales to be able to give young people access to sport. So we have over, I think we've given over 8 million young people access to sport now over, over the time they've been in existence. Um, and then finally, we, we actually deliver innovative health programmes um, using sports, um, again, using our partnerships. Um, and we train up lots of sports coaches across the world to deliver mental health education mainly um, to young people in different communities. Lots to discuss there because yeah. you talk you talk about sport. Uh, sport is is so phenomenal, isn't it? About changing lives, but also how it unites people all over the world. It's like a common thread, isn't it? A common theme. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and I think we, we've been very lucky to kind of take advantage of, of different stages of, of sport. So, you know, it was obviously the playing of sport, but we actually look at the, the kind of the supply of the actual product itself as well. So one of the ways we look at it is like the lifetime of our ball. So actually in, in its production, it's creating social good because we're creating jobs. Um, but then when it's being used, um, it's also creating, like you say, that access to sport, which, as you just mentioned, you know, brings people together. We use it as a vehicle to, to encourage exercise, to encourage social, social um, gatherings, to deliver health education, to create access to healthcare. So there's so many different benefits that you can get from it. Um, so, yeah, lots to take advantage of. I mean, it's a fascinating concept, and I don't think I appreciated just how many components there are within this enterprise, but I'm really, really interested to know how the concept, how Alive and Kicking came about. How was it born in the first place, shall we say? Yeah, so, so back in 2004, there was a teacher in Kenya who would receive ball donations, often, often from the UK, and was you know, very appreciative of them, but the challenge with them is they just wouldn't last. So they'd last a couple of weeks, um, because just the, the tougher ground um, and within two weeks, they're basically a piece of waste. Um, and he wanted to give young people access to sport. That was how it all kicked off. He wanted people to be able to play with a real good quality, durable football. Um, 
And that's how it grew. And he thought, well, rather than getting ball donations from elsewhere, why don't we manufacture them in Kenya? Um, so he started to bring a team together, got all the local materials, all locally sourced, brought the expertise in. And yeah, yeah, 16, 17 years later, we've now made over 1 million sports balls. Um, and that's given many, many young people access to sport and, and created jobs along the way. That's phenomenal, that is. And obviously, this is something that is incredibly close to you, to your heart. So how did you get involved with the enterprise? I think originally I was a, a terrible footballer. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I thought, um, I thought you know, professional career ahead of me and all that, but never had a chance. Um, so I got into, into sports coaching um, and kind of during that time, I started as kind of what you mentioned earlier about the kind of power of sport. I started to see the other things that it could do beyond just playing. Um, so I got into the charity sector and, and spent a lot of time. I lived in Zambia um, for a number of years and I lived in Kenya for a number of years delivering um, sports programs. And it's there actually that I got to know Alive and Kicking. So um, I was actually based in Alive and Kicking's office in Zambia um, and was there seeing, seeing the balls being produced and seeing the impact they were having. Um, and then I saw the same in Kenya. So I've, I've kind of stayed involved and, and been part of AK for a long time and then was very fortunate that a role came up um, in the UK. I've been very lucky to be to be part of AK for a number of years now. Um, and yeah, it's been about 10 years since I first started in Zambia and now very lucky to be working for the organisation in the UK. It's, it's a highly em emotive project, but you must have drawn some amazing experiences from being, should we say, the cutting edge, being out in Zambia and Kenya, seeing the manufacturing, seeing the process, seeing how the enterprise worked. Absolutely. I think, yeah, that's one of the things where I'm very fortunate because I've seen kind of, you know, we have these three strands of our work. There's, there's the employment side, there's the, there's the play side and there's the, the health education side. And I think having seen all three elements has been very rewarding and I've been very lucky to see that. Um, and just, you know, to tell you a few quick stories you know, with our employees, for example, I mentioned that we focused on on people who you know haven't had formal work before. You know, 50, over 50 percent of our staff have a disability. I've never had any kind of work, haven't been able to have that sustainable income. Um, and there's, you know, stories of, of families who've been able to put their kids through school for the very first time. Um, they've been able to access healthcare on a regular basis for the very first time. They have a, a pension scheme for the very first time. And these are so important when you're working in, in vulnerable communities. Um, and then on top of that, seeing the sports programmes and our health programmes being rolled out and young people benefit from that is, yeah, I've been certainly very lucky to see that firsthand. And I love when you talk about that, that gentleman in Kenya and the kind of vision all those years ago. But when you reflect, you and the team, can you quite believe how big this project, this enterprise has become? Because it's just going from strength to strength, isn't it? And as you alluded to, the various different components, I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I think often we're guilty, to be honest, of, of calling, like we, people often will say, oh, what, what a nice little project. And I think originally I used to kind of like that. And now I'm like, hang on, actually, you know, we've, we've, we've done a lot. Um, we've, we've achieved a lot of impact. And, I think to have set up, you know, a number of enterprises across sub-Saharan Africa in, in, in different countries and different economies, um, the team have been fantastic. Um, and I, and I, I will just I really kind of push that, that, that idea of the team because we have some fantastic local staff um, across each of the countries. It's all driven locally. Um, this isn't a UK organisation working in different countries. These are organisations that are run locally. So it's all local expertise. Um, and they've done absolutely brilliantly to not only, you know, manufacture and sell over a million balls, but on top of that, you know, give 8 million young people access to sport. It's incredible.
I just love the analogy about it, the simplicity of it, that it all stemmed and started from a football. Because when you think about football, especially, you know, how it unites the world, doesn't it, as, as probably the most popular sport globally. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, and I think, you know, it's kind of using lockdown as an example, one of the things that we, we missed most, I think, was was football and, and being able to play on a regular basis with friends. It's just a fantastic way to get together. Um, and it is, and I know this is said a lot, but it's it, it, it requires very little as well. You know, sport is fantastic, and and often you know there might be a lot of equipment needed, but with this you just need you just need a ball, um, and it can be played almost anywhere by almost anyone, and it's just a fantastic tool of, of bringing people together. Yeah, definitely here here. I was having I was really enjoying having a look at your website actually, which you know if anyone listening must go and have a look. It's bright, it's bold. I love the messaging. But, you know, you have been backed by some serious big names, haven't you? Some serious big hitters in, in various different worlds, celebrities, politicians. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that's one of the things we've been trying to push, particularly in recent years, is just building our brand a bit. Um, and when people hear the story, um, they really do engage in it. And I think, you know, in terms of organisations, you know, we, we provide balls for the likes of, you know, uh, UNICEF, UNHCR, football clubs like Barcelona in Spain, like Roma in Italy, um, in the UK, we've worked with, with Arsenal, with, with West Ham, the number of clubs. Um, and I think that's, that's really helped kind of, I guess, create a bit more, um, what's the word? I suppose respect for the organization. You know, we are, we are doing good things, but also we make a really good product as well. I think that's one of the big important things behind us is that our product is high quality. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that we've been able to, to build these relationships and then and kind of strengthen them year on year. Ben, I'd, I'd like to talk to you in particular about how the relationship with better libraries come about, because tell us a little bit about that initiative. Yeah, so kind of, I guess, going back to why Alive and Kicking exists, and I mentioned that idea around kind of play and, you know, we're all about giving young people access to sport. So I guess this is where the, the, the better relationship fits in. Um, and maybe I'll just tell a little bit about the origin of the the program and the idea. So we have a, um, a small kind of office come shop in, in Hoxton in East London. Um, and next to our shop is a, a college, um, um, Hackney, Hackney College. And we had some young people come in about 18 months ago and said, oh, do you mind if we borrow a football? And we said, absolutely, no worries. And they, they took it off and they, they went and played with it on the local concrete football court. Um, and then a few hours later brought it back. And that then just started to grow. So. They kept coming back and then they told their friends and their friends started coming in um, and there was a point where, you know every day we were getting young people coming in borrowing a ball and every time every time it came back we thought brilliant so that's when um we got in trust with the got in touch with the, the postcode community trust and better and said hey what, what about you know trying this out maybe scaling up a bit giving more people access and you know libraries seem like this, the perfect place you know you're going in there anyway to to borrow a ball from a better library sorry, to, to borrow a book from a better library so why not borrow a ball um and yeah it's it's grown from there i think it's an absolutely brilliant idea i love the fact that it's a win-win situation especially for youngsters as you said you go to a library to get a book but you also go to pick up a football i think that's brilliant i mean you know it's just such a brilliant initiative and as you say it's just grown and grown which is testament to you guys and indeed better well it's it's, it's funny isn't it because it's such an easy thing as well i think one of the great things about partnering with better is that you know they already have 
the kind of the structures in place. They're already, you know, they're there. They're already lending things out. So just adding a ball is quite an easy thing to do. Um, and I think what what's also been interesting is is the the impact side of things. So, you know, as you'd expect, we're we're finding you know that more people are there's there's an increased number of young people having access to sport. But interestingly, from our impact data, these are young people who aren't already playing sport on a regular basis. So perhaps they're not interested in joining an organized team yet. Um, perhaps they don't have access to an organized team, but so these are young people who, who aren't playing sport on a regular basis, but now have access, which is great. But also some impact around um, trust and responsibility. That's been one of the big outcomes. It's a lot of young people saying, hey, hang on, why would you trust us to take a ball out and bring it back? And you know, there's no reason why we wouldn't. And then the final thing is it, it also seems to be increasing uses of the actual the library hubs themselves so people are now taking out books who perhaps weren't before so it's kind of a win-win for everyone really yeah and bringing huge value to to local communities as well yeah i think i mean that it's a really good point because one of the other things was around the use of local um sports facilities so you might you know having wandered around london you might have noticed there's lots of kind of cages concrete football courts parks um, which aren't always being used. And I think one of the one of the bits of information that came out when we were putting this program together that was that people didn't necessarily know where these spaces were. And if they did, they didn't have the equipment to play in them. So what we're able to do is obviously offer them the ball, but then also signpost them to where they can use it. And I think that's been a big help in, in um, growing the program. Now, Ben, Alive and Kicking, as I've mentioned previously in the chat, is a social in enterprise. So I guess there are common values with better, which of course is also a social enterprise. I mean, it works well, the kind of the marrying of the two together, doesn't it? In, in creating this kind of initiative. Absolutely. And to be honest, that's exactly the reason we got in touch in the first place um, was because we were both social enterprises and we're, we're part of some, some similar networks um, in the UK. So it just felt like a, you know, the, the, the right partnership to, to explore. Um, and it's great that it's been able to grow from there. And talking about these balls, because they're all made in Africa, aren't they? So as you've kind of alluded to, the employment factor and the benefits are, are huge, aren't they, in terms of what I call the whole chain of what this enterprise stands for and what it creates. Exactly that. So yeah, if you if you think about this, yeah, the, the, the I guess the lifetime of this ball, like you say, it's not only the fact that young people from better library, better libraries are able to access sport. If you take it right back to how the board is produced, um, then of course that's benefiting our staff and, and their families. But also, you know, when we bring these balls into the UK, that's a sale for our centres, and that's then supporting their their health and sport programmes there as well. So basically, everyone is is benefiting from it. Um, and I think the other the other kind of the nice thing about this all is is our board is made to be durable. Um, it, it actually lasts about eight or nine times longer than a standard football. So that's perfect for a ball library because you want something that's going to last a long time. Um, it's going to, you know, it's going to get kicked a few times over the next few years, um, and we can also fix them as well. So just from a from an environmental point of view, you know, these aren't going to be waste in a few weeks. They're going to be around for a long time. Uh, when you reflect on on the last kind of seventeen years or so, and and the achievements, which again is testament to you and the team and the kind of global effort, but. What's in the pipeline? I'd I'd love to get your insight into the kind of vision and the long-term plans for the future, or indeed some some projects and initiatives that are, that are coming up in the in the next year or so. 
Well, I think yeah, kind of big picture. We've so we've hit a million balls, and we'd like to we'd like to hit two million. That's um, so having manufactured one million over the past kind of 16, 17 years, we'd like to to get to two million, get there a bit quicker if we can, because um, that ultimately means that that grows our social impact as well. So from a general point of view, we're we're looking to open a new centre, production centre in Uganda at the moment, um, and we're also opening some mini centres um, in some other countries as well, which is quite exciting. And then from a from a I mean from a ball library perspective, that's a big part of our. Um, future here in the UK, but also in other countries around us. So um, we're actually growing um, to 250 ball libraries across England to begin with, and then hoping to grow that across the whole of the UK. Um, we've got ball libraries opening in in um, in, the, in the US, in Brazil, um, in Australia, and actually I believe um, there's actually a, a partner library, a partner better library in New Zealand that's also getting involved as well. So. It's already having a, an international impact, which is which is exciting. That's amazing. I mean, talk about spreading the word. And as you mentioned, in essence, such a simple concept and yet so effective. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is. That's it, isn't it? And I'm surprised no one else has done it, to be honest. But I think what lends itself, what kind of, I think Alive and Kicking lends itself well to this project because one, it's a durable ball. So it's kind of perfect for, for lots of use but also i think the story from, from our initial impact data we've, we've noticed that the stories behind the ball seems to be one of the key reasons that the ball keeps being brought back um because that hasn't a lot of the questions we get asked are you know why hasn't will the balls go missing you know that kind of thing but so far in over almost a year we've had one ball that's got lost and that's it which i think is incredible yeah um and, and it's the that, trust thing, as you said, that that's a key factor, isn't it? The fact that people respect it, respect what you're offering and the facility, but want to ensure that it's returned for other people to use it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that whole responsibility thing is such a, it's, 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 to be honest, it's an outcome we hadn't really thought of. We, we kind of went into this thinking about, you know, this is very much about giving people access to sport on a regular basis. And then it's turned out that there's all these other things around it that are just as important. Um, so it's great that we were able to, to measure that and see that happening. Ben, I love the ambition and I, and I love the vision. And I think it's just such an exciting time for the enterprise. As you mentioned, so many centres opening uh, in different you know, corners of the globe. I mean, with regards to COVID, it's been a really tough 12 months or so for all sectors. Uh, has it been tough? Have the challenges been there for you guys, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I think we, we've probably uh, been impacted as many other organisations have. Um, for us, it's been, I guess, one of the big challenges has been working in a number of countries. The kind of situation has changed um, in different ways. So, you know, it might be that in one country, they're coming out of lockdown and things are starting to open up again. And then suddenly another one, they're going into kind of closing up. So it's been quite difficult to manage that. But um, going back to our setup, I think one of our big strengths is that we are, you know, in each of our countries, we have local boards, we have local management teams. So it's all about you know, responding locally. And I think that's been a big help. I think if we just had one hub in one country, we, we would have struggled. So, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely thanks to our teams that we've been able to negotiate it. And I guess it's being proactive. And I think we've all learned, haven't we, to think outside the box. That's it. And I think, to be honest, the, the, the ball library is one of those thinking outside of the box ideas, because as part of it, you know, we, we needed to generate ball sales during lockdown. And as you'd expect, ball sales dropped. Um, and the, the Ball Library project 
brings in ball sales, which then helps us to create social impact. So um, that's been one of our, yeah, I guess one of our ways of slightly pivoting or, or thinking creatively to help us kind of get through it all. And as CEO, I mean, you must be incredibly proud of the achievements so far and indeed looking ahead to the future. It really is an exciting time, isn't it, for the enterprise? It is, yeah. And, and yeah, I'm very, very proud of, of all the people within our team. Um, I think there's definitely, you know, still challenges ahead. I don't think we're through through COVID yet. Um, I think over the next year, we'll still be seeing impact from from funders and partners. But I think we've, we've always wanted to kind of keep keep our strategy in mind. Like there was there was a thought when this all first happened that, you know, we should forget about our plans for the future. We should just put everything on hold. But we've tried really hard to keep that all on the agenda and all on the, on paper. Um, and luckily enough, you know, these things are starting to happen. So fingers crossed for the next few years. Yeah, well, it's a simple and effective concept. And, you know, to think it all stems from one football, but you really are joining the world, aren't you? I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's... It's a ball now that's been kicked and, and caught in, I think, almost over 100 countries. Um, so lots of people have seen it and it's, it's brought so many people together. So, yeah, hopefully more and more to come. Yeah, fingers crossed. Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. I feel totally inspired by our chat and uh, <laughs> I wish you all the best for the future. Definitely exciting time. So thank you so much for joining us on Better Stories today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate the time to, to talk about AK. Better is the charitable social enterprise that operates leisure centres, gyms, swimming pools and libraries across the UK. For more information, visit www.better.org.uk or download the Better app. Better Stories, taking inspiration from our communities and people.